Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Up. I personally am in the middle of a pretty aggressive allergy attack. I mean, there's been sneezing and congestion and eye itching. It's so warm here. I don't know what's um, high, uh, but it is in my nasal passages and really troubling me. Um, It's just weird. The sneezing and the eye itching are always the number one clues. Uh, It's just super aggressive. You know, it's it's one thing to sneeze a couple times and maybe want to scratch your eyes. But I mean, these are like marathon sneezes. (laughs) Six in a row, five in a row. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Something is blooming. Something's high here. Woof. Anyway, uh, like I said, this is the summer of uh, Break My Soul. I just did not realize that was the song I needed. It's fantastic. I love house music, so Chicago house. I don't know. Some of the stuff they call house is not really house to me. But uh, that sound is one of my favorites. And uh, Beyonce is just amazing, really. I I know she has her fair share of haters. I know some people think she has a pact with the devil. I mean, all this stuff. But at the end of the day... I just think she is really a transformative and amazing artist. She was even good in Dreamgirls. She wasn't the star in Dreamgirls. And she just did a really good job. You know, she's a good actor, too. I think she works really hard. She's very smart and very strategic. And we're not used to celebrities like that. Because she hasn't really made a lot of mistakes. You just don't hear her name in, in anybody's mouth in a bad way. You either like her or you don't. And that's it. That's the beginning. That's the extent of it. Um, what's the deal with Kevin Spacey? I don't know. I used to love a lot of his work, and now it's really hard. It's there's the conundrum. Can you separate the artist from the art? It's like um, uh, Michael Jackson. You know, everybody knows I grappled with that one. Um, and Bill Cosby for a long time I could still watch Cosby show because uh, I enjoyed it so much but then it's like after that Secrets of Playboy I'm like I don't, I don't think I can hear any more Bill Cosby stories and I don't watch Cosby show anymore um, but uh, yeah I don't know I American Beauty was good but see now that I'm an adult and I've had some different work experiences I'm not sure I could really get behind American Beauty there's a lot of normalization of bad behavior in movies, some movies, and uh, this whole glorification of old men falling in love with little girls is strange. And, uh, you know, the Lolita syndrome. So I prob- I thought it was a good movie at the time. Uh, and I really thought they did a good job with uh, basically a, a middle-aged man having some sort of... Uh, you know, crisis. But yeah, uh, that was normalization of some really not great behavior. Um, and, and he's drawn to those types of characters. Think about it. Think about verbal Kent in, uh, um, usual suspects. He likes to play. He is drawn to people who appear one way in the public eye and are completely different in real life. That was Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood was not only, you know, 
not a normal human being in terms of being a husband and politician. He was like, you know, Satan's right hand man. That dude did some demonic stuff. And also he I think Kevin Spacey as a person is is drawn to those dualistic type roles. Um, because Will Frank Underwood was married, but he enjoyed sex with men and his wife was cool with it, which I actually thought was a brave writer's choice because almost always the writer is going to say the wife didn't know or the wife suspected, but couldn't confirm like Claire knew and facilitated it sometimes, at least in one episode in particular. So, I mean, I think while he has been a part of a lot of really amazing entertainment, there's something about him that's drawn to, you know, I'm going to be one way in public and appear one way, but I'm really something else. And that's him, you know. So the roles he's drawn to, Verbal Kent, Kaiser Sose, um, you know, where that character was just somebody completely different altogether. Um, I thought... The, he made some really interesting choices. And I'll be honest with you. I was sitting in the theater and Kevin Spacey came running in at the end of seven. And I immediately knew he was the killer. He's introduced in a scene. It's been a long time since I've seen seven. But he's introduced into the scene. And I don't think it's... I, I just... As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's the killer. That character is the one that's been killing everybody. And they hadn't confirmed it yet in the movie. But he makes this appearance, and I saw him, and I thought, oh, immediately, he's the killer. And then he makes, like, you know, he it was a seven deadly sin, so he had all of these righteous reasons for killing and murdering people. And, and uh, you know, spoiler alert, sorry for a what, 25-year-old movie, but, yeah, it there's something about Spacey. He's, he's drawn to these types of roles uh, where he appears one way, but it's really something else. To the point where he, he never plays just a regular person. You know what I mean? Frank Underwood is a sociopath. Um, and I enjoyed the show. And it makes you wonder, like, how many people knew this about Kevin? Because I think there's... There's also some speculation about, I want to say, the director of Usual Suspects, Brian Singer, of having all these sex parties and stuff with underage boys. Um, you know, I, I mean, the gay thing, who cares? There are plenty of gay people that are not pedophiles. So don't confuse the two issues. But, I mean, Kevin is just going around internationally, you know, being wildly inappropriate and obviously abusing his power. Um, I haven't read a lot about this case in England, but it's like, okay, what have you been doing? Crazy. I, I do know the one story I think was, uh, it was Anthony Rapp. You know, like I said, my mom wasn't that mom, but if she walked into a party of grown ass people and me at midnight, it would have been a situation. You never would have heard of Kevin Spacey. She the only child here? Oh, hell no. I'm about to... (laughs) It would have... And she's not that mom. But she would have been that mom about that. 
you know, there's no way I could be the only child in a grown people party at midnight. No way. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with him, but I have a feeling we're about to start seeing some of these specials. Ugh. Which makes me sad, because like I said, he's been responsible for a lot of entertainment that I really enjoyed. But, uh, yeah, something is going on with Spacey. To the point where everybody changes their name. But, he, you know, his real name is, is Kevin Fowler. But he had to go by Spacey because apparently there was another actor, so we're told, named Kevin Fowler. I mean, there's a lot of duality with him. A lot. And uh, it seems a little sinister. And I, I did enjoy his work, but mm-mm. not now. So that's something I'd been wanting to mention, uh, Kevin Spacey. Yikes. So go back and look at some of that stuff. And you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah, the, he specializes in characters who aren't what they appear to be. And it's interesting to just keep picking that type of role. Now, of course, I may not be remembering everything. I'm probably not. Because, you know, his heyday really was quite some time ago. But my, some of my favorite Kevin Spacey movies and product, which includes House of Cards. Ugh. I mean, he was despicable. Frank Underwood was despicable. And I find it interesting that he was completely drawn to playing this character. Um, and that, and that's not, you know, a lot of actors are drawn to that. But this guy was horrible. And um, on top of all of the allegations, and you look back at his career, he really was almost only drawn, I think, to his big roles anyway, as being something that was completely... Uh, different, you know, one type of person in front of the camera, one type of person behind the scenes within a role. I'm going to stop saying it. I've said it five different ways. He, he was drawn to duplicitous characters and there's something there. There's some, I feel like we're in like some sort of reckoning period. It's like, if you have been sowing and planting shit, you're, you're reaping that now. Your harvest is going to be horrible. I feel like, you know, a lot of times I'm always complaining that there's just not a lot of accountability. And I feel like right now, the universe, God, just good old fashioned karma, whatever you want to call it, is is dealing a whole bunch of accountability to people. So, I mean, if you've been on the right side of things, if you've been living a healthy, um, good life and you've just been trying to be good to other people and kind and thoughtful, I believe you're going to get a multitude of that back. But if you've been crunching skulls, talking shit, being a horrible human, you you getting dealt with and you can't hide because this is cosmic justice. This isn't just we want to put you in prison because you've been lying and stealing and robbing and pillaging. This is we're going to deal with you and you're going to go to prison. <laughs> you're going to get cosmic justice and regular justice. So, um, yeah, this is get right. All I can say is get right. Get right with the people in your life because you may not have a chance to do it later. Uh, people, I think there are a lot of people that we've been looking up to admiring and, and, 
the first thing out of our mouths is going to be, like, I just can't believe they would do something like that. As soon as you have to say that, you already know. You already know. And I believe there's going to be a few of those. It's just, I mean, I was shocked about Bill Cosby. Let's be honest, who wasn't shocked about OJ? Just the thought of it. OJ Simpson was one of the bigger celebrities black the black community had ever seen. My whole uh, childhood in the 70s was dominated by O.J. Simpson running through an airport. O.J. Simpson hopping over things in the airport, (laughs) selling things. He was the spokesperson for orange juice, everything, you know, you just you just never know. Now, I personally have some different thoughts on the O.J. situation than other people, um, but that's just because. I've seen some things that other people didn't see, but we're, we'll, we won't even get into that because that's just a whole nother podcast. But the thing about it is, um, if you knew about him in the seventies, you never would have thought he would have this kind of, these kind of problems or this kind of reputation by the nineties. You know what I mean? Like he was just a, a, if you went to sleep in 1985 you would be super shocked to hear that Bill Cosby, um, O.J. Simpson, <laughs> Michael Jackson had legal problems. Um, you would just be like, wait, what? Because that's just not what we thought we were watching. And, uh, you know, those are examples that we're all aware of. I'm telling you, there's some names about to come out. You know, R. Kelly. I remember listening to R. Kelly. I was never a huge R. Kelly fan. So not listening to his music doesn't bother me. I I do have some trouble listening to early Aaliyah, which I really liked. But I mean, I knew that story fairly early. And it really is one of my favorite records that I hardly can listen to. Let me see you go back. Look, it's the L-I-Y-A-H. And it was such a good song. And it's like, ugh, you know, but I'm super happy that the victims are getting justice in that case. Some little goofy rapper is all mad. And it's like, who cares, dude? He deserved the 30 years. You don't get to sex traffic people and and not go to prison. And I'm glad that this is happening for girls of color because we almost never get justice. And uh, that's letting you know we're in a new era. I think there's been like a, like a, a new era and people aren't aware of it yet so it's maybe the age of what can we call it not the age of awakening because people think they've been awake all this time but this is really less about being awake and more about accountability have we entered the era of accountability because it feels like it's a reckoning going on for real like People are getting dealt with by the universe. And one of my cousins, he was like, you think Trump is going to jail? I was like, yes, I do. He's going to not just jail. He's going to prison. And they are being very, very cautious and judicious because they don't want these wackos to just start, you know, tearing up everything and everyone because their fearless leader went to prison. But, you know, that's the beauty of starting a cult. Everybody sort of believes in you, but they're dismantling the cult very slowly. And eventually something's going to come out that's going to shake 
some of the normal people. You're always going to have fanatic fanatics, but some of the normal people who are going to be like, I can't believe I was listening to this guy. Something's going to come out. You'll see. You can see it. I mean, I'm not like a genius or anything or a psychic. You can see what's happening if you pay attention. Pay attention. Even in a city with such terrible news as, as mine. Like our newspaper is trash. They won't report half the stuff because half the people who used to work for the Post-Dispatch are now in political offices running communications. So they don't report things fairly or accurately. Um, but even in a city like this with a terrible newspaper... If you put the pieces together, you can see what's happening. So, yeah. Kevin Spacey, what the hell? All right. Have an amazing Wednesday. This one's going to be interesting for me, Um, especially as I battle these allergies. I'm so thankful. I took some allergy medication, so maybe that saved me from sneezing. I I yawn and stuff on the podcast. You know, I feel bad. I don't want to start sneezing like rapid attack six times in the podcast so anyway have a great day um and don't let anybody try to break your soul keep your soul intact in 2022 all right be your best